Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I'm your host, Adam Brewer. This is the big game pregame Indiana. Uh, So before we get into that, let's go ahead and get the housekeeping out of the way, right? Um, I'm on all social media. We're talking Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook fan page, and YouTube. Most importantly, YouTube. Uh, Guys... Under the Michigan Maniac Podcast or Michigan Maniac Podcast, however you find it, that's it's easier to find that way. Type it all out. Uh, you guys have been killing it, killing it lately. The podcast numbers are going up. Uh, it's, it's really, I mean, we're not where we used to be, but oh my goodness, it you guys are coming back with a vengeance, and it's awesome. Uh, the the YouTube, uh, the YouTube page is the episodes are starting to take off. I mean, they were almost to two hundred views on the uh, reaction episode, Little Brother or State, as I relabeled it. Um, God, you guys have been great. I mean, this is just a good step forward. We're going to continue to get bigger, better. But guys, uh, go to um, Apple Podcast or the Michigan Maniac uh, fan page and leave a review. Or if you don't want to leave a review, just rate it on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a review, though, hit me up on uh, hit me in my DMs on Instagram and give me your name, or name and address, or whatever you want, just so I can get you out a sticker. I will send a few options for you to decide which sticker you want. I'm putting in the order this week, so hopefully I'll get them in a couple days. Who knows with COVID? But still, I'm hoping for a couple days, and then I'll get it out to you. I'll let you know when. When it is in the mail. Um, but guys, you have done a fantastic job. A, I mean, lights out, guys. You, it's awesome. Uh, just keep it up. Tell everybody you know because I, I want to grow this to the point where I was and then I want to go above. I want to be the number one uh, Michigan podcast out of all of them. That's what I want. I think it can be done. Um, being an independent is very important. Uh, I'm not backed by anybody, you know, Sports Illustrated, USA Today, uh, Locked On, things like that. I'm not back 24-7. I'm not backed by any of those guys. It's just me, right? So, uh, please, if you love it, just please tell anybody you can, and let's keep it going forward. Um, so, with that being said, oh, guys, also, get your questions in for Ask Me Anything. That'll be, uh, I've, I will tape that on Thursday, so get your questions in at, by at least Thursday morning. So hit me up on uh, YouTube, well not YouTube, uh, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram and I will, I'll put them in for, the, in for that day's show. Okay, so big game, pre-game Indiana. Um, I've had a chance to chill out since, uh, since the last blow up. And, um, it's still bad. It's not great. I don't feel good about that loss. Uh, I do love the team regardless, uh, but still, they need to be criticized when you're not playing well, right? I'm not a mother. I'm not, you know, they're not my child. I or even, dude, I even criticize my child when he doesn't do right. That's why he excels at everything, because I give uh, constructive criticism. I just don't bash on you if you haven't done anything wrong and I'm just not a dick for no reason. Um, but, uh, 
So, anyways, I still believe, now, this is tough. I mean, I don't know about Harbaugh. I have gotten into a few conversations with people, and the the number one favorite guy out there right now is Luke Fickle, apparently. He seems to run the same offense or similar same offense to Michigan, so we wouldn't have to about we wouldn't have to worry about losing recruits. We could keep Josh Gaddis. We could get a lot of just symbiotic, you know, like a nice smooth transition, as they say, and we've heard that plenty of times lately. Uh, so, but I'm still I am still uh, in favor of getting rid of Don Brown, one hundred percent, especially when you hear that. I mean, I don't know if he's left the team or what, and by now you all know Bob Shoup is either not with the team, and he's definitely not coaching the safeties anymore. And it was because of supposedly he got into an argument with one of the coaches. I thought originally that it was going to be uh, Mr. Grumpy Pants himself, uh, you know, Donnie Brown, but apparently it's not. I'm thinking then it's Mike Zordich. Because safeties and, and and cornerbacks have to work closely together. And when you've got a superior group in the safeties and you're constantly looking at the three stooges situation that's going on in the cornerback room, you have to be a little pissed because they're putting your safeties out to dry and you're starting to look bad. And also, what's probably going to happen is you stand to lose your number one safety to being a cornerback, which is Daxon Hill. Um I I don't know what to think about that, but I definitely know it. Don Brown needs to go. I mean, obviously, we beat up on the teams we needed to beat up on until last week, right? We should have demolished Michigan State, but we didn't. We are now 3-3 three and three with Michigan State. We are 0 for against Ohio State. The last two years have been a debacle against Ohio State. This all falls on the defensive side of the ball. Like, because our offense, two years in a row, scored, what, 30 points on each each end? Or close to 30 points in 2019 and 39 points in 2018. So the offense isn't the part that's struggling. It's the defense. And, he has, and he's so damn stubborn. He refuses, refuses to make adjustments. I mean, Daxton Hill himself said, well, we weren't expecting them to take long shots down the field. Wait, you weren't expecting it? You thought they were going to hit you on the run? Listen, man, he played in the game. I know he missed out on the second half with supposedly a scratched cornea, so maybe he didn't see the second half, but the run was only effective because that they were Minnesota for some god reason of some ungodly reason was trying to march down the field when they're down by 15 points which kind of looked like what we were doing at the end of that Michigan State game and so yeah if you're a defense let them eat up chunks of 7 yard runs it's eating up the clock let them who's going to stop them but if you noticed there were a lot of Big plays down the field against Minnesota. <laughs> it just and okay, let's say you were expecting them to run. Well, guess what? They threw the after the second 
or third deep pass down the field. Don't you think? I mean, you should be expecting something. It shouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Now, it shouldn't shock you that they're going to go down the field when they're getting over 25 yards a catch or a pass interference call. I don't even coach defense, and I knew that. I didn't even coach defense, but I knew if Rashad Bateman got 100 yards on us, a quiet 100 yards, mind you, but still, <laughs> what? It's our, it's one of our glaring problems. And Michigan State had zero run game in the first game, so why are they now going to hammer it home on the second game? And they tried, and they still couldn't do it, and that's why they were passing it so well. I don't... Because of that, he's got to go. He's got to go. I don't... I, I just... I, I don't even know what to say or do now with this guy. I used to love Don Brown. I love how fiery he is. I love just his overall, like, just who he is. But he can't coach anymore for some reason. Or his time here is done. Ohio State has figured it out. They've got the magic eight ball when it comes to Don Brown's defense. Yeah, pressure and go fuck yourself on the, go screw yourself on the corners. <laughs> wow. Crazy defensive scheme. I. Anyways, so... I'm trying to cool out on that. I think it's one of the worst losses I've ever seen Michigan have next to the Iowa game when we are number two in the nation. But at least with that one, uh, Spate got hurt. Uh, it's at Iowa at night. So numerous teams have gone into Iowa and lost. I mean, much better teams, uh, namely Ohio State. I've seen Penn State. You pick them, you've seen them lose there. So Iowa at night is a tough place to play, a tough win to get. That was bad only because of the, the ramifications. If we would have just won that game, we could have still lost Ohio State and made it into the Big Ten title game and then also made it into the playoff, more than likely. So... That that was a killer in that one, but this one was in. It was just embarrassing. I mean, it's it. It was like the Wisconsin loss, kind of. They had no. They they looked befuddled, like. And then Harbaugh is doing this, uh, whimpering puppy thing, and I don't get it. I've, you know, I last year I asked after I believe the Wisconsin game, where the hell is Petty Jim? Where is the guy that, that followed the Detroit Lion coach? I can't even remember his name right now. That's how little impact that guy had in, in Detroit. Um, the guy who, who reveled in trying to piss off Pete Carroll. I mean, where's that guy? Where's the guy who's ripping his jacket off just to, to, get, to, the, to get to the referee to scream and shout and do all that? Where's that guy? And maybe Does he think that that guy's hurt Michigan? Well, this wounded puppy routine isn't anything. He said that they were battling. Oh, we're we're battling out there. What were you battling? Who? What? What? Uh, battling to lose a game? Were you trying to actively lose a game? Were you battling the cold? What were you battling? Because you weren't on the football field battling anything. And if you think that's battling, oh my God, I don't know. I don't even know if you know what battling means. Do you know what that means? Battling, and you called last game battling. And then he comes out 
<laughs> then he comes out on, I think it's John Jansen's podcast, and he says that Vincent Gray is still their best cornerback. Their best cornerback. We're battling, and this he's our best cor- our best cornerback. That statement alone, Ward Manuel should have walked in and fired him. Right? If that's what you think, Jim Harbaugh, a guy who's taken the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl, and he thinks that's battling. That, that disgusting, embarrassing defensive display is battling? I mean, I I don't think we have any problem with on offense. It was a little sluggish, but you can expect that with Joe Milton because he's new. So he's going to have some things. What I liked was that he took credit for it, right? I was a little mad at him in the last game, but, I mean, come on. I'm a fan. I I own that. That's fine. I have every right to be upset. <laughs> I just do. Just like we all do. Now, listen, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't think it's good that we harass or say bad things to recruits like, are you still coming? Or any of that jazz. But still, I think we have earned the right to be pissed. We have. But... So I think Milton's positive. I think I still am a big fan of Gaddis as long as they get rid of the Wildcat. Um, as long as they get rid of the Wildcat and Milton starts to see the mistake he, he's making, improve on that long ball, things like that. He, I'm going to show you the numbers here soon, and it's impress. I mean, they're more impressive than what you think they are um, after two games. <sighs> but defense, it, it's, it literally is a shame. It's ugly. I mean, I'm going to say... Now, I doubt they'll ever watch this, but I just want them, I just want to ask them a question. Uh, Quiddy Payne, Aiden Hutchinson, you guys came back to play like this. Is that what you're trying to tell me? You guys actively decided to come back and play on this defensive line and play like you did against a rival. Aiden Hutchinson, you grew up in this rivalry. You have been on numerous podcasts talking about how important this rivalry is. And then you come out and do zero. Zero. Uh, Bosa's don't do that. I don't know if your dad has actually seen Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa play, but I guarantee you they didn't go like that against Michigan State. I'm just saying, you you want us to to think that you guys are amazing and your talent levels are off the charts, but when it comes to big games, where are you? Where are you? Where's your head? Do you think you're just going to show up and people are going to be like, oh, oh my God, it's salt and pepper, it's thunder and lightning, oh my God, we'll just roll over. You guys can help, oh, please. Don't don't hurt us, please. Is that, I mean, is that what they're expecting? Have they been told they're great for so long that they just think they can show up? Is that what you guys think? Did you guys come back for that? Because if this is how you're going to play, well, what's the point of you being here? I mean, we're going to, if we continue to play like we did against Michigan State, we're going to pile up losses after losses. It's going to look like 2017 up in here. But we can do that without you. We don't need to see a pathetic showing from two guys that should be high draft picks in the NFL draft. The NFL draft, think about that. You guys want to go to the NFL and you're putting you're putting out performances 
like you did against Michigan State. You should be ashamed of yourselves. The whole defense should be ashamed of themselves. Every single Michigan Wolverine should be ashamed. They should hold on to it, let it let it seep in there, and let it just eat at them. And hopefully that will drive them to be to play harder so you never feel that again. That you never let down your own teammates again by taking a couple plays off, by not trying to dominate an offensive line that Rutgers had 12 tackles for loss. Rutgers had 12 tackles for loss, and we had two. Don't tell me that we need to take it easy on these boys when they fully expect to be in the NFL. Not for long if you play like that, right, Jerry Glanville? Not for long. And you shouldn't even be drafted. If, uh, if I was an NFL team and I saw you two nitwits out there playing the way you did, I wouldn't want to draft you. I'd go look and see what Michael Dwumfor's up to with Rutgers because he made some noise. Rutgers, 12 tackles for loss, but salt and pepper, thunder and lightning, whatever the heck you want to call them, Black Panther and Thor, did zero. I just I don't know why you came back. If you came back to disappoint somebody, you're doing a great job. You'll, you're a first-level draft pick in the disappointment draft, I'll tell you that. I still have hope. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what you were thinking. But it's a new week, right? New week, and here we go. Here's some of the numbers. Just so you know, I, I still think we can beat Indiana. I really do. Because if you really look at some of the head-to-head -head numbers that, that we have, it's we're very similar. Right, especially with points per game. Uh, points per game were 36.5 each. Okay, so evenly offensive. But um, we allow three points less on defense, 25 to 28. Okay, big deal. Total yards, though. This is where you're going to be a little surprised. Because everybody says, oh, Indiana's so good. Oh, they're so ready to take that next step. No, they got outplayed against Penn State. First of all, they lost that game. They lost that game. That was that ball went out of bounds. That ball's out of bounds. Michael Penix Jr. did not. That's not a game-winning move. You guys lost that game. You got outplayed for the majority of that game, right? You did. You just got out. They had more yards. They had. I think they had more time of possession. They had more everything than you guys did. You looked a little bit more aggressive, moving up and down, but you didn't really go anywhere. Also, um, what did you do? Nothing. It really, it was nothing. It was not that impressive. I mean, now look at the number here. Okay. So total yards. We, total yards after two games, 466.5 total yards. You know how many total yards they have? 279. 279. After two games. 279. That's total yards, by the way. Um, yeah, Pat, yeah. I, I thought it was going crazy. That's, that's on the average. That's what they're looking at. Then you've got, um, I would assume that's with sacks and everything taken off, so what, whatever. And then you got, so they, they throw for an average of 204. We have passing yards 262. Rushing yards 204 to their 75. So that's obviously with, with uh, negative plays taken out because Michael Penix Jr. is thrown for over 400 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Passing. And then he's rushed for 10 attempts, 2 yards. And 2 touchdowns, so it looks like he's doing that on in, in the red zone. 
Scott, 138 yards rushing on 40 carries, two touchdowns. Haskins, just so you know, 14 carries, 138, three touchdowns. Joe Milton, 527 yards passing, one touchdown, but he's rushed 20 times for 111 yards and one touchdown. Okay. Um, I just, it's not, they're not that impressive, right? They played Rutgers. They got outplayed by Penn State. Penn State makes a mental mistake. Penn State's defense collapsed, right, which allowed them to go. What is it with watching teams make dumb bonehead plays and then almost the same play and then it comes back to bite them? What was it? The Atlanta Falcons did the same thing that the, that the Nittany Lions did. And, um, even tonight, it wasn't really a mix-up. It was just kind of a boring play. But the Buccaneers coach decided to kick the field goal instead of going for two, or instead of going for the fourth down, made a one-score game. They came, and then the Giants move all the way down the field. I don't know. It just seems, just seems like weird plays lately. But um, maybe the Tampa Bay thing was smart. I don't know. I would have gone for fourth and two, but I'm crazy. Uh. So, yeah, they got outplayed against Penn State. Uh, they, and I hear, oh, Michael Penix, he's he's so mobile. Yeah, that's uh, 10 carries for two yards. I don't know how mobile that is. That's not very mobile if you ask me. Um, great arm, I don't know. I mean, Watt Fillier, that's one that we should be really scared of. I mean, 10 receptions for 173 and one touchdown. Still, not the greatest numbers in the world. I mean, Ricky White, <laughs> the amazing, non-uncoverable wide receiver from Michigan State, did, did more than that in one game. So, I don't know. If Watt Fillier uh, goes up against the, um, the amazing, apparently, in, in Jim Harbaugh's eyes, the best cornerback we got in Vincent Gray, well then... He'll probably have 300 yards receiving if he's going up against that clown. Uh, but still, you know, I, this is something we can do. I, I Their defense is decent, but it's nothing's jumping off the page at me to where I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, their total defense is 39th in the nation with 367 total yards have given up. And then ours is, of what, we're 48th in the nation. And it's 387 total yards. So, I mean, still, both defenses, and our defense stinks. And our defense is still less impressive than theirs. That should tell you something. That we have more talent. If, you, if you're really looking at these numbers and you're trying to sift through the bullshit from last week and actually just kind of look at what we are, we're better than, than Indiana. We just are. Now... Mental-wise, mental makeup, I don't know. I doubt it. Only because Indiana didn't give up against Penn State, and they came back on a drive that they needed. And even though the ball was out of bounds, they still had the ball to go for it in overtime to win the game. So you got to give them there, give them that there. So if we get up, we need to stay up, and we need to we need to crush them. But I don't know what kind of mental makeup Michigan has. I thought. This Navy SEAL thing was going to be a great thing for them. But as soon as they get pressured, as soon as something gets in, in their way, they start to crumble again. So I don't know I don't know what to expect from the mental part of Michigan. Because if it's going to be like last year, yeah, we could lose this game. We absolutely could. I don't if we if we play 
like we did against Minnesota. Hard hitting. Getting after the quarterback. Opening holes that our running backs can run through. Uh, Milton taking it, just being calm and not panicking and throwing the ball, looking like he's in a one-man dancing contest. That kind of stuff. We get back to how we looked against Minnesota, then we have a real good chance of blowing them out, I think. Because we have more talent. But here's the thing. The only way we do that, and I have a few ideas for de for defense, right? I'll give you two scenarios. One, we move Daxon Hill to the number one cornerback spot. Pretty obvious, right? Two, we then we put Makari Page at safety and we keep Jamon Green at the second one. Because I still, Jamon Green didn't have a great game, but I thought he did better than Vincent Gray. Um, or we do this. Keep everyone where they're at. Jamon, actually move Jamon Green to the number one spot and put Andre Seldon. Because that boy is nasty. He's got that, I'm not going to let you get past me thing. He, he's, he's got that chip on his shoulder, which you need as a cornerback. You need a nasty man at, out there on that corner. You need the one. If, here, here's some of the, the positions in football that you need to have an arrogant, arrogant man who thinks anything and everything he can either stop or he can make any play. Cornerback, quarterback, running back, linebacker. And then pass rusher. It's, it's almost, it's, it's paramount that you have those type of men to be your playmakers and to be the most arrogant men. But they have to back it up. And I think Andre Seldon in that second cornerback spot would be, uh, I think, I, I would love to see it. I mean, let's put it this way. Could he do any worse than Vincent Gray? Like I told you, Vincent Gray covers people like his shoes are tied together. He's holding hands with the wide receiver like they're in a platonic relationship. How is that? How could anybody not do better than that? At least he can try. I mean, what are we worried about? Hopefully he just doesn't fall down on his face like Jalen Perry and Vincent Gray always do. I, I, why not give, it a, give him a shot? Look at how all our other freshmen in the offense are doing. And when you give them a chance, Roman Wilson are not, should be our number one guy. R Ronnie Bell's doing pretty good. Uh, so, but still, Roman Wilson for for a true freshman um, looks pretty damn good. Henny looks uh, explosive as hell. Corum looks explosive and looks like he could be the best well-rounded running back we have. Uh, so why not give the the defensive freshman a shot? Because Vincent Gray ain't doing it. And then that way you can keep Dax Hill as a safety and have his playmaking ability out there. And then you can have Daxton Hill backing up or over the top of Selden if you need to. Just, well, what am I talking about? No, no, Don, Don Brown will not have any of that because if you're a, if you're a cornerback for Michigan, you can go F yourself because you're on that island and you're there to stay. Live or die. He does not care about you. You better make some freaking plays or you're going to get embarrassed. Your mother is going to get embarrassed. He does not care. Does not care. He's the guy that watches a fat guy get beat up and he laughs. That's what Don Brown does. He's that guy. He's like, well, listen, 
He knows he's fat. He knows he can't defend himself. What am I supposed to do? Oh, wait, I'm supposed to, wait, I'm the guy who's supposed to step in? Nah, get out of here. I'm not doing that. He knows he's, you know what he got when he was fat and it started going up against this guy in a fight? I mean, this is what Don Brown thinks, more than likely. And I used to be a big Don Brown supporter, man. I, I just, I love fiery dudes like that. And it hurts me that he's so stubborn that he refuses, he refuses to do anything different. Anyways, but I think we can do this. I, I really do. I think you get that Andre Seldon thing. It won't happen, but here's the real keys to it. So, yeah, keys victory, very simple. Very simple. You've got to have better cornerback play. Milton, I mean, he's, there's got to be better cornerback play. If not, we're going to lose. It's, a, it's That's the A number one overall thing boom if you do not have better cornerback play this this game is over they don't have much of a running attack i know stevie stevie whatever his name scott is decent so if you don't play hard he can gash you he absolutely can because he's done it to us before last year you only had 54 yards rushing so i would plan that that's how we'll stop it this year but um uh, yeah better cornerback play absolutely Number two, Joe Milton has to play better. He has to be able to, the long ball has to be improved. He has to relax and not, he has to relax in some areas and actually show, um, he has to, you know what, game situation, like his awareness, situational awareness. You have to know when to be calm, cool, and collected. And you also have to know how to press, how to get the guys to move faster, how to how to have the importance that, oh, we don't have enough time. We need to keep moving. Let's move. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And still not act frantic or panicked in any of that way. But, you know, an a controlled aggression. He has to play better. He has to, he has to throw the ball better. And I think he will. I, I, I still have faith in Joe Milton. I think he can do it. Um, but I would love to see him really improve on that long ball. And, and then I would like to see uh, more pressure, obviously. That's always going to be my number one thing. I want to see more pressure in that quarterback's face. Make Penix uncomfortable, which Rocky Lombardi had all day. He might as well just sat back and got a tan because he there was no pressure on that kid. None. And... The running backs, I'd like to see a little bit more stable uh, running performance. Like, just only use Corum or Haskins together. Let's. I don't care if we have four four running backs. If that's if we're going to get this sporadic of a run game, I just would rather see if you can get one one guy moving and just really ride that kid till the wheels fall off. Whichever, I don't care which run which running back it is. I just want the running game to be solid. So this way, Milton can actually take some time, do some play action, things like that, kind of loosen him up. So he does, he looked so antsy and like tight. And it was, it was very odd. Those, if you can do those things, we can win this game and we can win them by two scores. Easy. I really do. I, but here's the thing though. Without the cornerback play, we lose. We're going to lose. We'll lose. You don't think Tom Allen, if if Vincent stumbles around uh, Gray, Mr. Uh, tiptoes through the tulips, Gray does the same bullcrap he did this time? 
or like last week, Tom Allen's going to throw at him 47 times. It could be 80 times. It, every freaking play will be right down Vincent Gray's throat. And guess what? It ain't, he ain't going to stop it. He's not going to stop it. So yeah, Vincent Gray's out there starting. We're in deep, deep crap. Deep crap. So that's the number one. I don't care. All these other things can come true. But if, if Vincent Gray is out there and the cornerbacks play as bad as they did, we will lose this game. I, just, I don't know any other way around it. I just don't. Because I'm, I'm very certain that Josh Gaddis has burned the wildcat from his memory, hopefully. I hope. And if that's one of those Harbaugh things where he's like, just give me one play a day. One, one play a game. Just give me that wildcat. No. <laughs> no more. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Josh Gaddis. The benefit of the doubt to the offense because they do look good. There's, they don't look amazing, but they look good. They don't look like Shea Patterson bad. They just don't. Um, and I so positional breakdown. I'm going to give the quarterback. I'm going to give us the edge. As you saw the numbers, Penix Jr. four hundred. 36 out of 62, 408, four touchdowns, one interception, 58%. He had he, 10 rushes for two yards, two rushing touchdowns. Compared to Milton, 47 out of 73, 525 for 64%. Pretty damn good. One touchdown, not great. But he has 20 rushes for 111 yards and one touchdown. Right there. The rushing part of that... Two yards to 111. I'm going to give it to. I'm going to give that that position breakdown to Milton. I know everybody's oh, but oh, but Penix, Penix, he's so dangerous. Not really. He's just not. The numbers tell you right there. You can go back and watch those games. Yeah, he makes decent plays. If you give him enough time, he can hurt you. And just like I said, if the cornerbacks don't show up, then we're screwed. And if that also means that our defensive line actually has to get, get pressure. Because you know what helps out? Stumbles uh, gray or tipping through the tulips gray? I got my shoes out of the Kmart bin, but I forgot to cut the straps gray. You know who, what helps him? A good pass rush. So instead of having to cover the guy tight or hold his hand for about 30 yards downfield, it's a great pass rush. That's what helps. All right? Uh, Aiden Hutchinson slash AKA Bosa. I, I think the kid's crazy talented, but I don't know where his head is sometimes. Just don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, two running back. I want to give it to us. They have Stevie, Stevie Scott and the numbers are comparable, right? Same yards rushing. But Haskins has done it with 14 attempts for 138 yards, three touchdowns. Stevie Scott's 40 attempts for 138 and two touchdowns. Very compatible. But that's the thing, though. You Okay, so let's say they, they play to a draw. But then you got Corum. And I think Corum's way more impressive, too. I think Because I don't think their second guy is anywhere. Because when I looked up the numbers, I was like, maybe I should write down a second running back because I knew I was going to bring up Corum in this. But there was nobody 
who was even I I couldn't even remember her name because that's how low the numbers were for their second for their second running back. So I want to give us the the tip on that one. I mean, yeah, I guess supposedly we have four, and I'm sure Chris Evans. I have not been too disappointed with that. He hasn't played in over a year, so he's going to have some rusty moments. Give him a break. I mean, look at Rob Gronkowski. The beginning of the season, he was invisible. All he said was, I was just brought here to to block for Tom. And guess what now what he's doing? He's killing it now. He's been more productive in the last three games than he was in the first five. So give the kid some time to get back into football shape, football mentality, football thought process, all that stuff. Seeing things on the field, all that takes time. He just can't hop back into it. Especially 2020, you don't have enough time, all that kind of stuff. It hasn't been great. So with two two running backs that I think are way more explosive and way more dangerous and kind of a one-two punch that you really need in football nowadays, even on the pro level, um, I'm giving us I'm giving us the edge running back. Wide receiver, they get it. I'll be honest. Uh, Watt Fillier is better. Their their uh, pinder shot is better than Eric All. Eric All's like uh, what. Uh, 40 hands, Edward 40 hands over there. It's like he's trying to catch with two 40s taped to his hands. He, I don't know how they said he could be one of the best tight ends in college. But now, listen, it's his first year starting. So he's going to make, some, he's going to make some, some goofs, right? But I'm not willing to say he's great by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. Not yet. Show me something. Show me something, right? Uh, now, if we get more of the Eric All... Well, it was a 50-50 thing with Eric Hall in Minnesota anyways. So, I hope he can be great, but I haven't seen anything yet to say, oh, ooh, yeah, good. So, wide receiver is Watt Fillier, and that, um, I wrote down, oh, Trifogel, Tyfogel, my fault. They're decent. I mean, Fillier's 10 for 173 for one touchdown, and Tyfogel is 6 for 82 and one touchdown. Hendershot's got... Eight for forty-seven and two touchdowns. So he's more their red, their red zone guy. Um, Bell eight for one twenty, no touchdowns. A lot like last season. Roman Wilson six, uh, seven for one oh five, no touchdowns. And then I didn't even bother writing down Eric Hall's numbers or Eubanks because I think Eubanks didn't even get anything last week. But so I'm going to give the wide receivers. I'm going to give that to the uh, to Indiana um, tight end too. O-line, I still think our O-line's better. I really do. Uh, Indiana was Indiana could not stop uh, Shaka Tony. Uh, so I fully expect uh, thunder and lightning. This is my move now, apparently. Um, those, those frauds right now, I fully expect them to maybe have a good game. I'm hoping. I, I'm hoping that they really looked at this tape and said, what the F are we doing? What are we doing? And I'm going to, I have faith that they're going to be like, okay, we got to do something about this. And I'm willing, if Shaka Tony could put it to pin to Penix and get like what two, three sacks in a row or something like that, or two, three pressures in a row, and really was causing problems, I, I would say Payne Hutchinson can do that more. I'm hoping that the, the defensive, uh, the defensive like tackles finally wake up. I'd like to see Jeter start really imposing his will a little bit more. Welsh off. I would love to see Welsh off. Welkoff, whatever his name is. I would love to see that guy do something. So I'm going to give us the defensive line. Linebackers. 
Josh Ross is constantly out of position. I mean, he, but then again, he was out all season too. So he's going to have some time to get back some rust to break off, right? I don't know about McGrone. I know he got hurt. I didn't see him come back. Um, but I, there's nothing really impressive about McFadden, I guess, uh, 13 solo tackles, four assists, one tackle for loss, one interception. Uh, Johnson, I didn't, I didn't even write down what positions they were. That's how unimpressed I was with it. But to be quite honest, because Ross is still still uh, breaking off some rust, and I don't know about McGrone, I'm going to give the tight end, I'm going to give the linebacker position or the the check mark to Indiana. And then safeties, Daxon Hill's better than anybody they got on that field. So, And Hawkins is doing a pretty damn good job too. So with that, I think Hawkins is our, actually our number one tackler. I think. I, I, but still, that tandem is better than anything that Indiana has. So, I mean, they only get, we, we've got them one, two, three, four, five, and then even the kicking game, if Nord, if Nordine's in there, he's got the length. He looks like he's shook off whatever mental problems he has there. So I'll give the kicking game to us too. I mean, even the punting game last year, our last game, was pretty amazing. I mean, to pin Michigan State at, what, 10, what was it, beyond the 10-yard line, twice, back-to-back punts, hey, that punter did everything he could do. And I think he had three punts that game of of inside the 10-yard line. That's pretty phenomenal. So I want to give that to us. So overall, we should win this game. I'm... But, like I said, the one position, the cornerbacks, I didn't talk about that, the cornerbacks, that's how disappointed I was. That obviously goes to them. They get it. I I would be too much of a homer to say that we're going to figure this out and somehow going, that's going to be a strength of ours. It's not. It's, not. it's going to be more problems than they're worth. Uh, this presents a real, real problem when we play like Ohio State. Even Maryland freaks me out about now. I mean, just watch that Maryland-Minnesota uh, game. It'll it'll scare the hell out of you when you see what uh, Tua's little brother's doing. Uh, and just imagine, you know, I buy my shoes from Kmart uh, Vincent Gray. I, I buy my shoes, I forget to cut the strap, Vincent Gray. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> scares me. But I think we win this one. Um, I, we're going to put up some. We're going to put up some points. They will too. I think this is probably going to be a shootout. Um, I'm going to say 38. We win 38-31. 38-31, Michigan. I just came up with that now. Um, yeah, 38-31. And I don't know how we're going to do it. To be quite honest, I don't. But it could easily go 38-27. Indiana if our cornerbacks don't show up. But I'm I'm going to say I'm going to uh, I'm 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 going to go with I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with it. Alright? 3831 Michigan. Guys, thank you again. Everything you guys have done um in getting this channel to grow. Uh continue to subscribe and hit that little button for uh YouTube. I'm trying to improve the background here. We'll see. I got some stuff coming. Um, just tell everybody, you know, all Michigan fans, because hell, you know, I'm entertaining at least. Uh, so guys, 
it is once again all social media ig twitter youtube really go to youtube uh the uh ig twitter youtube uh facebook all of it under michigan maniacs podcast michigan maniacs podcast go to itunes or apple podcast same thing or i guess they've broken it up now but apple podcast rate or rate and review um, give me whatever rating you think I deserve because I only want the stars that I've earned. You know, I want to be a five-star recruit. I'm not into it just to get it. So whatever you think I, I've earned, please give it to me. Um, hit me up after that. I will send you a sticker. Well, I'll send you three or four options in the message, and then you tell me which one you want, and that will be the one I send you. Uh, so, guys, really, thank you so much for everything you've done. Just let's bring it up. Let's keep moving. Let's keep pushing. And I'll try to and make this as, as interesting as I can. So, guys, it is great. It is, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. I know I was pretty down, but I think so of all of us, right? It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.